There I am. <laughs> it's like, hi, it's my hand. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to 3D Hangouts. My name is Noé Ruiz. I'm a designer here at Adafruit. Join me every week is my brother Pedro Ruiz. Good Hello. morning, everybody. Pedro has creative tech here at Adafruit, and every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. Yeah, that's right. This is a show we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. Hello, everybody. It is... Uh, Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. We're doing Happy episode 431. Valentine's. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Um, <laughs> we're hanging out in the Discord server. Uh, if you'd like to join us, you go to uh, discord.gg slash Adafruit. We're hanging out in the live broadcast chat channel. We're going to shout out folks that are watching live. We're streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and X, formerly known as Twitter. Pedro, <laughs> uh, I'm getting lost in the uh, in the tabs, but uh, here we go. Shoutouts to Jim Hendrickson, Squid.jpg, Gary Z, hanging out in the Adafruit Discord server, and on YouTube, we're hanging out there as well. And the other places I said. Let's see on YouTube. Or, yeah, YouTube chat. Good morning. We got Kinger North. We got Bob Pierre, please. And Cavalm Dome. Shout Cavill out to Dome. the awesome looking designs, he says. Cool. Yay. We got a question from Bob, real quick. Um, we were looking at this. I think you're going to have to contact. Oh, yeah. That one. If that's so not for support. You can email support at adafruit.com. Our support engineers can assist you in all of the uh, questions you might have with hardware. Yes. Yeah, they're pretty quick, too, and responsive. So definitely check out uh, support at adafruit.com for all your technical questions. It's like yeah, 24 this, looks, this sounds like a, you might need the board swapped, though. But that's Perhaps. pretty fast. Cool. All right. All right, I'm going to take a look at adafruit.com slash free and uh, see what kind of deals are going on this week. Free stuff. If your order is $99 or more, you're getting a free PCB coaster with a golden Adafruit logo. If your order is $149 or more, you'll get the free PCB coaster plus an Adafruit KB2040. That's that lovely dev board with the RP2040 chip, STEM QT port, tons of GPIO, and the Pro Micro format. If your order is $199 or more, you get the KB2040, the PCB coaster, and free UPS ground shipping for continental US only. And if your order is $299 or more, you get the free shipping, the KB2040, the PCB coaster, and a free Circuit Playground Express. Adafruit.com slash free for all the details. These get automatically added to your cart. No need for coupons with that, but... On top of that, we have a coupon code for today. 10% off your total order. Clock time. We do appreciate your orders as it supports everybody here at Datafruit. And that is the freebies. Posting all in the chats. Page is posting links. I'm hanging out. I know what time it is. It's it's eleven oh four p.m. Eastern time. What, what time is it? Eleven o'clock time. Clock time. 
Where's the where's the code? Clock time. All right. So this 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 week. Oh man, I gotta manage windows here. There we go. Let me flip that around. All right. All right. This week is a 3D printed uh, mid-century modern design clock with a 1.2 inch seven segment LED display powered by a Feather RP2040 running CircuitPython code. This is a collab project with Liz Clark. You can change the, the time uh, using the rotary encoder on the side here. Press and hold, and you go into edit mode. A little dot here lets you know that you are editing the hour. If you click again, it'll switch the dot to the lower half of the screen. And that means you're editing the minutes. And you use the road encoder uh, to change the, the, the hour or the minutes. So you can rotate it back and forth. And then you notice there's another dot up here. What's that other dot mean? Well, it means that it's PM or AM. If there's a dot, it means it's PM. And if there's no dot, it is AM. It is a 12-hour clock, um, but you can change the 24-hour clock if you like in the circuit platform code. Um, so let me fix the time because I changed it. Go back to hours. It is 11.05. And you know what I forgot to mention is it has, um, it has a real-time clock module. It's the DS3231, which you may have remembered from yesterday's uh, product pick of the week from JP. It was a uh, half off. Uh, all of the uh, components are, are connected together with STEM QT uh, cables, making it a kind of a no solder project, which is pretty cool. Um, the rotary encoders now come pre-soldered, which is really nice. And I think the only thing you will have to solder is the LED display. So this is the 1.2 inch LED display. And we currently have uh, two versions, one that's red and another one's yellow. Pedro, you have the yellow version. You can show. Do a little swap here. And they <laughs> look drastically oh, red. Yeah, it looks a little bit different there, but it is yellow. You can see in the learn guide photos, it comes out very nice and yellow. Mine actually looks more yellow than yours. How funny! But in any way, uh, you can print uh, the 3D printed parts in any color. Yours looks a lot more kind of, I don't know, future. <laughs> kind of colors. It's got that kind of glitter black, dark purple, mm -hmm. a little bit more masculine. I've got these fun uh, mint green and orange. And then uh, we have these legs here that get attached to the bottom that kind of give it this cool angle. And uh, I have them printed in this kind of coffee brown and you have them in that purple. Very cool. Um, one of the things we used uh, to make the display look really nice is these... Uh, gel filters um to uh, kind of soften not really soften um it, what would you say it does it kind of polarizes the leds so they, they look a little bit more legible not a little bit a lot more legible so you can see pedro just popped his faceplate off and you can see it's a huge difference uh I, I think most clocks that have these seven segment displays probably have some sort of filter uh to, there's no way you can do that <laughs> Yeah, that looks awful. <laughs> you can't read it. Even in um, even not looking it through a webcam, it really is hard to see without the gel filter. Uh, you can pick those up from Amazon or other stores. Um, you can get them in different colors, and you can cut them to size with scissors or a hobby knife. But yeah, yeah. That, that was really important to 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 get that in there because otherwise the photos would be very hard to get. 
Uh, so that's kind of the project in a nutshell. Um, really good example of how you can use the RTC module uh, to display time on these seven segment displays. Um, we really didn't want it to be an internet clock, mainly because sometimes the internet goes down and it's kind of nice to have a clock that isn't dependent on the internet. And uh, we don't really have, we, we didn't have a, a project that used, that was in CircuitPython on the Adafruit Learn system uh, that used that uh, real-time real clock module uh, in CircuitPython. I think we have one in Arduino from JP a couple years back, but this one uh, mm -hmm. all in CircuitPython and it's all using the latest STEM QT uh, enabled electronics. Uh, I have it powered through USB-C, so you can optionally use a battery if you like with an on-off switch um, since the Feather has built-in battery charging or you could use a USB battery bank like Pedro has there. I have mine plugged into, the, into a wall adapter. But that's pretty much the gist of it. It's just a nice looking, simple, minimalistic clock. All done. And so you can put it on. Yeah, real quick. Um, question or just comment from uh, Calvin Doom saying that that blue color looks like a Weller soldering iron. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, I think it's called Mint Green from Hatchbox. So they make some pretty good filaments. Uh, I'm using the Hatchbox filament. I think Pedro using the Everyone filament mm -hmm. for the, yeah, uh, the darker, darker tones. Yeah. See the glitters there. Cool. Yeah. Um, everything yeah. snap fits. There's no supports. And then a follow-up uh, question here. Uh, does the clock design allow for a speaker? There's plenty of room in the clock for adding a speaker, um, maybe even like... Um, a neo a one by four neo key or a, a panel mount button There's definitely room in there for a speaker for sure um yeah we, it's a good starting point like if you want to add features to it there's plenty of room in there for some for some more components yeah definitely yeah. inside here you have your yeah. mounting holes up there or even yep. down here there's plenty of room still available yeah and again there's room for a battery as well so if you want to put like one of those mm -hmm. uh 1200 mm -hmm. I think 1200 or 2200 milliamp uh, lipo batteries, the cylindrical ones, yeah. those work mm -hmm. pretty well. Um, yep, so definitely upgradable. Like we say in the uh, video, uh, it's perfect for upgrading and adding, uh, plussing it up however you would like. Yeah, if you do want to add being... sound, I would recommend the Feather uh, Prop Maker RP2040 mm -hmm. because it has a built in I2S amplifier. Um, so you get some nice audio out. Uh, and it has screw block terminals. It'd be easy to like just connect those up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Or if you want mm -hmm. a talking clock, we also have a <laughs> um, uh, Liz Liz's uh, Adabot talking clock, which she did uh, last year, I think in December, which will tell you what the time is with Adabot's voice. Maybe you can mash them together. That'd be kind of cool, huh? Mm hmm. All right. Let's take a look at the. Um, learn guide we'll kind of browse through a little bit so it looks like we have everything in stock except the display um, if you ever want to get notified when these things are back in stock there's always a a little sign up on the side here out of stock you can enter your email and get notified when these are back in stock um, uh, this particular the, product comes comes with the led the display one? is the yellow one in stock uh, let's take a look. If you scroll down, you'll see like recommended products and here's the yellow one. 
This one is also out of stock. There is a buy on DigiKey button. Let's see if it's available on DigiKey. Our partners at DigiKey. Uh, let me click on it. They have six in stock. Get nice. it from DigiKey. They have fast shipping, and uh, they're our partners. So you can you can purchase it from DigiKey if you like. Yeah, it says it can ship immediately. That means they have it on hand. Pretty mm -hmm. cool. How about that? So these are in stock at DigiKey. Pick those up. We like DigiKey. Uh, the feathers in stock. The RTC is still in stock. If you got one yesterday, you got it half off. So congrats on that. Uh, you you will need a twelve a, a CR twelve twenty coin cell battery because that's how it uh, is able to keep track of time when the device is shut off. So that's how the RTC works. Uh, other than that, you know, you got cables and, and the rotary encoder. The rotary encoder uh, comes you know soldered already with the uh the rotor encoder itself those are out of stock unfortunately but you do you can get the pcb um breakout with no encoder and buy them separately so you have options there but yeah recently uh these were added to the to the store with them pre-soldered on mm -hmm. very nice i think that's about it speeds up yeah definitely speeds up uh workflow uh, it is a little tricky to solder those guys on um, having it yeah, it can be, yeah. or not. Right. Little, yeah. We had to set up the little clamps for it. <laughs> yeah. Here. Handful of screws. I have them all listed here. So if you want to pick those up, you can get them from, uh, you can get assortment packs from all sorts of different places. And then um, I linked these light diffuser gel overlays uh, from Amazon, but you can search mm -hmm. for them elsewhere. They come in different colors. I, I, The one I'm using is this kind of smoky black. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. the one I use, but I suppose you could use any of these other ones and they would be okay too. Uh, but they're meant yeah, for like, you know, yeah, they're meant for yeah, film. Sorry. I was going to say, um, yeah, that's exactly why we picked these up. Um, so we were lucky that we had these lying around. Yeah, I picked out a pack a couple of years back. Mm -hmm. It's called T Black. Look at that. Yeah. And uh, these uh, come in like a, 11 by 8 inches, so not too big. You should be able to cut them. Okay, so I think that's all the products. Uh, the circuit diagram, we put this together using the Fritzing software. If you want to create your own, you can download Fritzing. Um, and then we have a link to the Adafruit library for Fritzing parts on GitHub, so you can get those up. That's how we put them together. Pretty straightforward. Um, Gemma connectors to connect everything together. Pretty nice. Um, for the CAD files, everything's orient. The STLs are oriented to print as is, but you could always reorient them. If you're printing them in something like resin or something, you might want to do that, add some supports for resin. But if you're doing the FDM style 3D printers, um, they're ready to go. Um, just choose your colors. Uh, we also have uh, a step file of the whole design assembly. So if you want to remix it, you can import it into FreeCAD or Blender and uh, add all sorts of different modifications to it. Fusion 360 has all the sketches and parametric timelines, so you can update those a little bit easier. Um, you can download these separate parts, like the feather or the display or the rotary encoder or the, the DS3231 real talk, real talk, real time clock module 
from our GitHub parts repo. I got a link for that there. Um, those are handy for importing into your CAD package. So yeah, um, the biggest part is going to be the case, and that comes out to 140 millimeters by 66 millimeters by 80 millimeters. So just be aware, you kind of need a minimum build volume of that to be able to print it out. Otherwise, you can send it off to like PCB way if you want to get them printed in like resin or uh, resin. I said resin. Um, they have nylon printing as well, and maybe even CNC if you want to pay the price. Get it in some aluminum. That'd be kind of cool. But that's it for the CAD stuff. Uh, next page walks through installing Circuit Python. If you haven't uh, done it yet, there's how to do it. There's a whole page on how to update your board to the latest version of Circuit Python. Uh, shout out to Liz for putting together the uh, the coding page. Um, you can use the download project bundle to get all the libraries and dependencies uh, for this project. Um, it's using the uh, the DS thirty two thirty one library. Um, the library for the uh, LED display driver, which is the HT16K33. Uh, the, the bounce library is used, I think, for like doing a long press, for going into edit mode, and then the Seesaw library um, for, for the rotary encoder and I2C stuff. Um, so the main thing you want to look at is um, uh, changing the minimum and maximum brightness. So one of the cool features about this is that the display can be can have different brightnesses depending on the time of day. So if you want it to be not so bright uh, during night, so you're not blinded at night, uh, you can turn that down all the way down to like 0 0.01 or 1 for max brightness during the day. So that's how it's set up here. You just want to change that how you like. Um, it is set up on 24-hour time, so just be aware of that. When you initially set up your real-time clock module, you want to update the, uh, the line here, which is time.struct. So you'll want to change uh, the year, the month, the date, and just make that to your current time. Um, turn it on to true on the first time, and then turn it to false when you uh, have the time set. And it's pretty straightforward. Lots of comments here. So you can uh, change it up if you like. And then uh, Liz has a nice code breakdown of all the different spots. Um, for example, if you wanted to change it from being a 12 hour to uh, 24 hour, you could update that part here where it's uh, doing the whole uh, clock conversion. Okay, very good. Next page is the wiring, which is pretty much plug everything together. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, we do have a product guide on um, soldering the LED display mm -hmm. to the LED backpack breakout. Comes with some pins. Um, there's only one way to put it in correctly, so just install it and solder those pins, and you'll want to trim uh, those leads short so they're not poking through um, any of the other components. Um, so I start off oh, with... Wow. Uh, I did not. <laughs> it's so close to the stemma. Oh, you didn't trim your pins? Yeah, I did not. I get, so you'll right, be well. super close to the encoder. <laughs> it's not touching, yeah. but it's pretty close. <laughs> Okay, well, if you're in a rush, <laughs> don't trip the... I, 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 <laughs> I thought they would... Yeah, anyway. I guess it's optional. You can trim it or not. Um, let's see. The coin cell battery, 
uh, gets installed to the RTC module. Um, there's a nice symbol, you know, for positive. It's facing up. Um, I think you can connect it differently, but um, for the STEMIQT cables, like I went with this orientation. So if you want to follow that, uh, you know, you got the photo there to reference. Um, the LED breakout has a dedicated mount. Um, that's it only fits one way. So um, I'm using M2 size screws and hex nuts to attach that together, but it gets attached to the back of the display instead of the front. That's just kind of the way it worked out. Um, and then there's a dedicated PCB mount for the feather and the, the RTC module. Those get attached directly uh, to this, the built-in standoffs of the PCB mount with these uh, M2 five screws. Um, you just kind of create the threads with the screws themselves. So pretty, uh, pretty clean that way. And then we have everything connected. You want to cut your gel, your filter down to size. I have a recommended size here. It's about 5.2 inches by two inches. Give or take. Oh, I think have... it's easier to trace. Um, oh, you trace it? Part. Yeah, yeah you trace, trace the front cover plate. That's a good way to do it, too. Um, that's pretty much what I did. I just took the dimensions from CAD and like threw it in there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you could use that as like, a straight edge, I guess. Um, the first thing you want to do is put the, uh, once all the mounts are secured, um, you can fit the LED display through the casing. And then that way you can line it up with the built-in standoffs and those get attached uh, with those M3 screws. Make sure the orientation is correct. Um, you can use the uh, the silkscreen, the lettering on the silkscreen, the labels, as a uh, as a point of reference to know which way is up, you know, the right way up. And then the next part is to panel mount the rotary encoder. Pretty straightforward. The rotary encoders come with uh, a hex nut and a washer. You want to install those properly. And then uh, the rotary knob. Uh, just gets press fitted onto the shaft of the rotary encoder. And then uh, depending on if you want the base legs or not, you'll want to kind of position the PCB mount with the uh, the mounting holes lined up to the four mounting holes that are on the bottom of the casing. Hold those in place, and then you want to kind of sandwich in between the casing, the base legs, and the PCB mount, because we're actually using the same uh, screws to secure the base legs to the casing to the PCB mount. So it kind of gets sandwiched together with these M3 screws. So you kind of need the longer screws. These are 10 millimeter long screws. Um, but it's kind of kind of neat that you can re, you know, you reuse those same four screws for the base legs. I found that it'd just be kind of a easy way to kind of attach those base legs instead of doing them individually. So that's what I got going on there. And then you use some hex nuts um, to just kind of keep it in Although I didn't, to be honest, I didn't use hex nuts. Did you use hex nuts, Pedro? No, I didn't. I was able to, yeah. um, like you said, create the threads right into that. Yeah. So whether or not you want it, you know, hex nuts or not, it's, it's optional. And then uh, the back cover is kind of the one of the last parts. Uh, it it only goes one way because there's these nice fillets that kind of key and register the uh, the parts together. There's only one hole, and that's for the uh, the USB C port. And then once the back cover is on, and you can just lay that pre-cut um, gel filter over the LED display. And then the faceplate just press fits. And it should have a nice tight fit. 
And that's it. That's the whole build. Man, what a difference. Here's a photo of the gel filter off and on. It's like night and day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like some people were uh, saying that it looks like it turned it pink. Uh, it does look pink. It's the, mainly because the, the flash and, or the lighting or whatever. It just makes oh, it look Oh, the color pink. correction, too. Yeah, the color correction, too. Like, I don't have a reference of what that pink really looks like, so I just took a guess on what <laughs> and yeah, matched right. all the things together. Yeah, I suppose you could use one of the colored gel filters to kind of make it, it more too. pink. Maybe like a yellow tint or something would make the red look more. Because if you color mix red with yellow, I think you get pink. Anyway, there's a usage page that lets you know how to change the time. Um, we tend to do usage pages just like as a reference. Like, how do I use the thing once it's all built? So, yeah, I already did a demo, but you 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 press and hold down the rotary encoder for I think a second. And then the LED display, the characters will start blinking. Now lets you know you're in edit mode. Um, you're editing the hour first, and you press once to switch it to the minute hand to the minute um, the minutes, and then you can use the rotor encoder again to change the minutes. And then press and hold to save and exit. I haven't used a, a, a clock, a digital clock in a while, but I think that's how they they work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I remember having one like as a kid, but I think it had buttons. I don't think it had a, and there was there always be like a set set time button that you would hold down, and sometimes yeah, it was more complicated, confusing. I don't know. Uh -huh. I feel like this is more intuitive with the rotary encoder. Oh, definitely. All right, quick uh, comment from Connor asking: uh, Would it be difficult to add a proximity sensor? some time to the clock i'm guessing probably in like some around this area so when you walk close it'll turn on the display and then turn it off oh, that's an after a couple like a minute or so after not seeing someone yeah cool addition to add yeah that sounds fun i would yeah maybe up on the top there's more space there for it for a proximity sensor mm -hmm. yeah uh cavil doom is saying a uh, yellow will remove blue which is less pink <laughs> that's oh, my oops. color theory yeah my bad so i guess use a blue mm. filter to make it more pink anyway the pack yeah, has a, all sorts of colors so mix and match them if you want yeah you can try them out mix them together uh jim hendrix jim hendrickson has a really good point that the digital clocks the biggest pain about them was that you couldn't only set them forward you can go back and forth <laughs> between setting the clock and that's true Remember that you'd like, oh, you know, hold it down to have it go fast and then it'd like go past it because it's going too fast. You're like, oh no, well, now I gotta funny. do it again. Yeah. Huh. I think the easiest is on our oven where it's literally you push the clock and then just push up or down. <laughs> There's no mm. holding down anything. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh it being a challenge to change the time in, in our cars in the in the nineties. Oh yeah. You'd be like, how do I do it again? Do I hold it down? Do I... Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Changing clocks is one of my pet peeves, says Andy Calloway. <laughs> well, not with this one. Road encoders, especially ones with with a button, are very, very versatile for lots of things, really. Yeah, I agree. One of my favorite okay. tactiles. Is. In the um, Discord chat, there, if you scroll up a little bit, uh, DJ Devin has these 
rubber feet that he used. I'm gonna point those out if you want to. Oh go yeah, these are cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could always add your own rubber feet as well. Yep. You can add nice some holes. You know, I originally did have just rubber feet with the self adhesives on it originally, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, sometimes like really what do I add? This like kind of fun legs. Because yeah. I was looking at some uh, mid-century modern furniture, and I was like, you know, they got these cool angles. Maybe we can add, add those. Yeah. Yeah, so. huh. yeah, you could even add those on the bottom of these feet, huh? Make it all nice and grippy, although... Oh, they might be a little bit too slim. Nice. But... Like, it doesn't slide as much. Yeah, right. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like the center too. of gravity is pretty low. What is Duester saying? Does it bother anybody that the primo tech of the day just a few short years ago is now so confusing to us? <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that's this week's projects. If you want to pick up any of the stuff, remember, DigiKey has some stuff in stock. You can use a coupon code to get 10% off using the coupon code clock time. Right, now awesome. it is time. For what are you prototyping this week? Pedro has a, a Star Wars looking Rebels. Yeah, so this device. is going to be the shoulder bot, um, which is pretty much a servo controlled camera. So here's what we got so far for that prototype. I have it on a tripod, so uh, Brent can do some coding on it. It'll be a lot more easier than having to try to balance it on your shoulder. So. It's a tripod version for now. We're going to update the design so it's Minerva the owl. So it'll have like the robot one-eyed uh, bird that'll look around like that. So what we have here is, um, I want to call this like a like a prep board version of it since you have all these abilities to like attach stem boards for additional sensing. Yeah. You have all of your port openings on all the sides right here. It's actually how the uh, NeoPixel ring is attached to the A0 port on the memento and then the servo i'm assuming is going to plug into the a1 port and then you've got your stemma so if you want to again uh, i think there's mm -hmm. room for like two or three um, of the 0.9 inch stemma uh, boards that can attach to there i think a snap fit so it can all be disassembled pretty easily so if you don't need the um the uh, tripod portion here you can have that see how the uh, servo is attached to that um, a little bit of uh, intricacy in, in the terms of the um, way the horn is sandwiched in to the um, quarter inch uh, or three fourths, three eighths by quarter inch uh, tripod adapter. So that is sandwiching in the uh, servo horns that these guys come mm. with. So that's attached on there very nice. And there's the screw also that is uh, holding the uh, horn in place. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that'll go around, um, pan around, and Brent has the face detection code working. So when it'll detect a face, it'll light up the LEDs from red, yellow to green when it spots a face, and then take a picture. This yeah. Have, uh, what do you call it? The uh, buttons on the back. So if you want to do yeah, an additional the buttons, selection. you can see the display. Mm -hmm. So you have the ability to get all that. And let me go ahead and actually turn it on. It has the Arduino code on there, but I'm just using it to show that you do actually have uh, quite a bit of, um, what's it called, the view angle on here. Yes. 
So you're not actually blocking yeah. that. That that was one of my oh, fears right. too. Yeah. Since it's mm. pointing so far out that you would block stuff, but yeah, it looks like it's not obstructing the view at all. So it looks good. Mm -hmm. Cool. So uh, yeah, the uh, default Arduino one. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. The default yeah. does not have the um, controls for the LEDs. I'll go ahead and put on the the bin file that Brent has available. Yeah. So that, Brent recently until last night. <laughs> Ah. Brent recently published his guide on kind of getting the facial detection and recognition on the memento working. So folks want to play mm -hmm. around with it now. Um, I think the only addition is that the servo isn't, you know, a yes. part of this project, but that's for, that's for Pedro's project. Um, you get a bin file and then um, you use the, uh, the ESP web tool to upload the bin file. Um, and then uh, he has a usage page and how it works. You can see here that it kind of draws a box and it detects your nose, eyes, and, a, and your, your, your mouth. And then you get some overlay text that says whether it detects the face or not. So that's kind of cool. Got these nice GIFs here to let you know kind of what the UI looks like. Here's uh, the, the light working. So it does use the NeoPixel ring. Or if you have access to the front facing uh, camera plate that has the built-in LED ring. Mm -hmm. Can I use that or this? Yeah. But yeah, it's cool. I'm definitely going to try it out later this week. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I'm just now kind of walking through I the camera. I know. I've, I know. Been, yeah, I've been in the weeds. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but I guess there's some config real stuff, code history and explanation. Um, this is, uh, this project is an example written by, uh, me, no dev <laughs> for espresso systems. So there's a, uh, uh, GitHub repo and then he kind of walks through all the different bits here for doing the face detection. Pretty cool. So this will be our first kind of robot that can actually detect faces. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, I think later down we'll add crazy features like sound effects and you know actually mm -hmm. track maybe. Yeah. But right now it's just like really want to get a base you know feature set where it's like okay we can detect a face. Let's light up a, a NeoPix ring to say it's green if it detects a face or red if it's not detected. Just just really you know basic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I'm releasing this design as well. Or um, since this, he did say he's going to split it up into different guides, so maybe we should do the same thing because this works very well as you know just a desktop um, dev board, and then the case for it too. Like just because it has the ability to have all those expansion, yeah, the mounting points, accessories, yeah. yeah. So this is like, oh wow, this is. Well, I didn't start on the 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 owl. I was like, let me finish this because this. Yeah, it's a good prototypey kind of design. Uh -huh. It's modular exactly. as well. You can add different parts to the top or the bottom of yeah, the case. Yeah, the modular. It's, exactly, it's a lot yeah. like the uh, the doorbell project where it's like the sleeve design mm -hmm. that prints up, right? Mm -hmm. You're, you yeah, figured yeah. out the snaps. And I like exactly. that this version actually gives you access to the display and the uh, onboard buttons because the doorbell, yeah, you know, it didn't really, <laughs> can't really, you don't oh, need I mean, it's it's a completely different um, functionality it is. for it. Um, yeah. It's supposed to hang outside. This, you know, 
supposed to be like on your desk or where you can have access to it to be able to interact with it as well and then upgrade mm -hmm. your test code for what we're going to use it later down the line, yeah. the shoulder bot. So you can make sure all that works before I you know, update the case for it. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, this everything is really accessible good. to the uh, SD card, all the ports. And yeah. then we do have the uh, four, 420 milliamp hour battery inside here, but because we have okay. all this space, okay. you know, you can, oh, you can add a bigger have one, a yeah. Maybe much bigger one. Yeah. And I like how. 1200. Yeah, all the additional space in here, nothing's wasted. So oh, we're using cable, it to coil yeah. up all the wires. So, I mean, I, you are going to have to cut this to add the three port JST to connect it, but um, you're saving in, you know, having to shorten wires. We can just coil yeah. it up and have that it hidden inside nice. there or have your battery uh, be inside there. So you're. Uh, Did you need a question? Did you need any supports for the casing? Any what? Any support material for the casing, or does it just print without any supports? The something needed supports. Oh, yeah. The only thing that needed supports is the base plate for. Oh, really? The, um, I want to. Yeah, I should have grabbed it. But everything else, yeah, prints without supports. It prints straight up. Um, yeah. You can see here the some of the design considerations, just making sure that the uh, snaps, um, where to put the snap on each uh, part of the the object, so that it. You don't have yeah. to print with supports. Yep. And then you have a bunch of little areas to have like the cables coming out of. Um, so on both sides. So mm -hmm. you can pass through your stemma. Uh, oh, or the stemma can actually go through the grills here as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Whatever that's position clever. you might want. So yeah, nice little way to uh, pretty much for testing and for. Yeah. Lots of ventilation. <laughs> I love the grids. Yeah, over I'm surprised here, the, uh, yeah. the vents printed nice like that because they're... Yeah, me too. I don't know. They're about like 12 or 15 millimeters across. So that's a pretty good active mm -hmm. cooling on that printer. Yeah. the All the printers had turns printing uh, yeah. all these parts as I'm trying to figure everything. So the Smart Pro or the, the SP, uh, Creality yeah, SP2. The Creality, yeah. yeah, they all printed parts and everything fits together. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, the, the base plate see. is the only part that needs support material and only for like a millimeter. And I'll show it off next week why you need supports because of the way the the overhangs are for the way that it sandwiches the um, servo horn. Yep. All right. We got some comments. DJ Devin saying really cool. Great design. Thank you. Uh, is there a guide on doing this with CircuitPython and Adafruit IO or currently only for Whippersnapper? This is for if you're talking about the face detection, it's like an Arduino project, yeah. Because, like, the, the support is only through the expressive stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, squid.jpg really love the mounting slots, yeah. I don't know the name of the aesthetic, but it's very raw with the exposed, yeah. I was thinking kind of like a Rebels Star Wars because, like, in that yeah. universe, like, everything's like kind of uh, kit bashed together, it's like a little, mm -hmm. little engine here and a little bit of that, so. That's kind I think of cool uh, having the screws exposed, I think, helps out with that too. Or in the grills yeah. as well. Yeah. Very kind of grungy. I should probably make the, this or this grill. I don't know. I was going to say make it compatible with the Stemma um, spacing as well. So you could mount something here. But nah, it's more for, I think it's more for aesthetics. Yeah. Well, this one's supposed to be for aesthetics, this fake like grill, whatever those bumps are. I think it's supposed to be like a. Um, 
like a radiator for heat so it disperses the heat out from these yeah if it was metal <laughs> dj devin is asking if the 2500 milliamp battery is the biggest single cell uh dichromatic lipo battery that adafruit carries looks like it would fit mm. in the top compartment yeah i, think I don't so. know do you think it would fit i mean you, you can just elongate this okay should fit yeah i think it's too wide might be. trying to search for it there it is yeah it's a little bit too wide i think the the 1200 might work better but don't know yet mm -hmm. but yeah i think that's the biggest single cell that we carry the next one up is the 6600 right yeah but that's but that's not the, oh, wait. the soft yeah the harder like though mm -hmm. we have so a uh, bottom there we go we have the category for all the lipos pretty sure the 2500 is the biggest one. Oh yeah we have a 2000 that's cool forgot about that one mm -hmm. it's less it's a little bit more slim uh the 1200 is about the same size and about half the yeah the i like these because they uh they're they're nice and rigid mm -hmm. they're not soft they're kind of a little yeah. bit more hard shell anywho good stuff all right and that's what you're prototyping Yes, this will be out shoulder I think, bot. two weeks, something like that. The shoulder bot in about three or a month. <laughs> so uh, it took me a while to get everything mounted on there. Um, let's see how the this guy's all wired in. So it's ready to oh, go. It's going to get that file on there. Yeah, it just snaps right in. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so next week you, you, you'll you have the some code to play with. Yeah. It's just like the no, baseline. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna Cool. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I don't think we'll have uh, it. Don't, it won't be completed for next week, but we'll release it the week after. Yeah. Gonna have my clock in, in view. Okay. Yeah, we'll uh, let's uh, move on to the next segment with uh, time lapse Tuesday. Every Tuesday, Pedro finds oh. a fun. Uh, Timely. I think Declan came in and took it. <laughs> That's funny. Declan Page is a three-year-old. So I have a time-lapse video. Let's play it now. To celebrate. Um... What are we celebrating here? <laughs> the recent know, right? with rays and sharks. This is a, uh, a blobtopus. So it's the blobfish and an octopus offspring. And it's supposed to be for Valentine's Day. <laughs> for Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's a printed place design, flexible appendages. I suppose there are eight of them. Am I right? Or is there yeah. eight? Two, four, okay. six. Wait a minute. Two, four, six, seven. So it's a septiplet. <laughs> it doesn't even have eight tentacles. So, so this was so designed. By, that's the uh, alternate face <laughs> yeah this, so if you guys don't know this is what it's uh, supposed to be modeled after a fish that they call the blobfish that usually does not look like this underwater the reason why like his nose and like his whole face just puffs up is because of the pressure change uh bringing him up from below to the top oh, really? and it looks like that and they just called it the blobfish <laughs> uh but i like to go the uh 
I like the one with the tongue sticking out just because of the the way that it's designed. So it doesn't require support it's at a 45 degree angle. So I thought that was cool. <laughs> it looks like a, some sort of cartoon from like Bob's Burger, doesn't it? It does. The basic like features the way that they design it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like it's coffee. So, like... <laughs> most weirdest Valentine's gift that you can get. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Adafruit likes to keep it weird. I think PT would be. Mm -hmm. Uh, so this is designed by Big O Verizzi on uh, Colt 2D. It is a free download. You can download it for free. Two different versions. Mm -hmm. It prints uh, like that, print in place with the seven, count them, seven legs. <laughs> and it, there's another version here where it has like two legs. The legs and are hilarious. It's, it's, it's hilarious. It's like kind of doing this sort of dance. <sighs> and um, I suppose you could paint it. Yeah. Reminds me of Crumb from Aria Monsters. Remember Crumb? Oh yeah, yeah. He would yeah. he would hold his eyeballs though, but uh -huh. the peach color and the blobby nature. Reminds me of Crumb. Right. Anyway, free design, check it out. Support the designer on Patreon if you like mm -hmm. these <clears throat> models. Yeah, so another cool design part about it is the uh, spacing between the little rings here that makes it flexible. It uh, has a nice spacing, so it should not fuse in even the most uncalibrated printer. Yeah. So that should work across all printers. What did, what did Declan think of it when you showed him? What did he say? What was his, what was his reaction? Uh, I posted the video of him reacting to it. Um, they're, they see weird stuff all the time, so <laughs> definitely nothing that affected them. That's funny. It wasn't scared. Right. Like, oh, no. No. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> cool. Good Good filament choice. You know, pink. Yes, the legs version is killing me. It's a squid. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, this one. I know. I should have did that one. <clears throat> it's funny. Yeah. Seven tentacles. Yep. Septopus. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Very strange. Very weird. We like it. <laughs> Do a poos. The two-legged one. Do help us. All right, let's. Uh, so that's the time lapse of the week. Very strange. Free to download. Try it out. Um, next up, uh, we'll, we're gonna do, yeah, we're gonna do community makes next. So let's take a look at some community makes. First up, we have a dodecahedron posted up by Willie on printables. This is just a simple dodecahedron uh, design that you can print with no supports. Lots of folks kind of print it out just because of Kind of a, you know, kind of when you have a first printer, you want to do like a cube calibration test. You could print this out as a test to see how good your printer is or test different filaments out. Anyway, it's kind of a neat shape. It's a decahedron if you're a fan. Mm -hmm. So you can uh, print that out. Shout out to Willie for posting his make. Nice. All right. After that, we have a remix of the um, heat set press insert rig. So uh, Fingerverse user uh, Gene. Z22 posted up their thing. Um, they have a nice description here. Uh, they were not happy with the counterweight mechanics, so they changed it to be an ID card system-like solution. Okay, constructed the holder um, and redesigned the original tri-bearing plate. And they use this ID holder that they linked to Amazon, and it works fine. Printed on a Creality Ender S3 S1 Pro. Very nice. Mm -hmm. I think there's more photos of it, yeah. 
Oh, I see. So it kind of has a retractable ID badge mechanism. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that's kind of cool. I've never seen. Uh, I haven't seen anyone do that before. So that's neat. Yeah, I've been wanting to get one for the printer so it moves the wire out of the way. You know how it kind of oh yeah you know, to the bed. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's good to reuse these kind of mechanisms. So that's a good idea. I haven't thought of that. Yeah, that's cool. Huh. Good job. All right. After that, we have another heat set insert. Um, this is a uh, a custom um, mounting clamp uh, for the soldering iron. It has like a built-in OLED display. So this was posted up by uh, Random Prints on Printables. They said, with some waiting for the hardware for me to build the Adafruit heat set press insert rig. Um, I thought I would print all the parts I needed when I came across this brilliant design. It's the uh, the pin style clamp by Kimal. Only thing I want to do is see the screen and remove the clamp pressure that would be on the screen. So this remix is born. Unfortunately, I haven't built my press yet, so the photos are a bit lackluster, but I will update it when I build it. Very cool. Yeah, love seeing different uh, types of solder uh, soldering irons used in this uh, design. So it's nice to see... Uh, some of the more uh, modern soldering irons, they have like LED, you know, OLED displays. That's pretty cool. Looks like it's powered by USB-C. It's kind of neat. All right. After that, we have a make of this was a a make on posted on Colts 3D uh, by Jono Grant. Jono Grant made the uh, Star Trek communicator build from a couple years back now. Um, it's all nice and painted. Excuse me. Uh, no need to print out the ST button holder. I did not need it. Tricky to get the top and bottom together, but eventually snapped it into place with some patience and no glue needed. Uh, wow. Hand painted the silver trim on the outside. Trick to get the outside mesh cover to move up and down while still being affixed to the holder are two nails, one on each side. There are small holes that you can place the nails into. Hold the top <clears> cover. They <throat> painted the nails black. Oh, I used 175 filament. filament. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they wanted nails. That works too. Whatever works, you know. Yeah. This this design is what from like 2015 or something. It's pretty old. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's ready to come back to life as soon as we get the new uh, cell. Yeah. This actually. Chips. This actually made phone calls, right? This is a real phone, yeah. There's a yeah, real it was a real phone. SIM yeah. card inside there, right? Unfortunately, you know, 3G is no longer a thing, and mm -hmm. it worked with 3G. You remember buying um, uh, a phone number? It had like a phone number, and there was a service that probably doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, no, we we sold the SIM cards with the uh, yeah. cell phone service on that. Wow, yeah. So the phone now. Maybe this will yep, get a coming back. She's uh, been checking out the uh, new modules. So one of these days, we will revisit and remake a actual phone calling Star Trek communicator. Yeah. Yeah. Funny the numbers programmed to uh, Phil's phone. <laughs> Did you design this in like Maya or something or 123D? Oh, this is Fusion. No, this it is was Fusion. Fusion. Oh, yeah. wow. Cool. I thought yeah, it'd because be... you, you built the the CNC paths for the because we used the metal, 
Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, you made for the, the packs for the CNC yeah. for the Bantam poles. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that's one. That's not the name anymore. <laughs> no, it is. Bantam. No, it is Bantam. Yeah, it used to be Other Mill. Other Mill. That's what I was thinking. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Back when it was called Other Mill. Uh huh. No, okay. I'm li I like that Bantam is burnt into my head instead of uh, Other. <laughs> yeah. In the last project, we saved the last best for last. This uh, squid.jpg, they uh, he posted up uh, so their cool. custom firmware for the ANO fidget NeoPixel project. Super awesome write up on 80forplayground.com. Um, the code is available on GitHub, which you can download. You can either clone it or download the zip with all the library dependencies. Super awesome. Uh, this reads a lot like a, a native root learn guide. All the code is broken down. Um, all the different modes are uh, explained here. There's a spin the bottle mode, a rainbow particle mode, power oh. meter simulator mode, and the Simon Says style memory sequence game. Um, so I went ahead and tried it out, and I have it loaded on my fidget device. Let me see if I can switch my camera and just kind of give a little demo of it. So here's the, uh, our version uses the 24 NeoPixel ring. Squid.jpg's version has a 16 NeoPixel ring, but it's adaptable. Um, so I just turned it on. It starts off with one uh, white LED and this is the particle mode. So as you, as you rotate, it accelerates if you spin it faster and then you can use the directional buttons. You want to full screen me? You can use the directional buttons to change uh, the, the, the color of the background LEDs and the foreground LED, so like the particle that's kind of moving. So here you can see this really nice color combo, and uh, it's super responsive, so you can change the colors. You can rotate it backwards and get this really nice inertia kind of effect going on. And if you hold it, if you hold the select button down, it kind of reverses a little bit. If you press and hold down for a second, you'll switch to modes. So this is the uh, rainbow particle mode. Rotate the rainbow as you rotate it. Press to get these kind of cool effects here. And then the so directional cool. buttons have these kind of directional um, wow. kind of flashes going left and right. Super cool. The code is really nice and uh, versatile where you can uh, kind of change up the pin assignments and it kind of mm -hmm. scales depending on how many pixels you have in your setup. You also make so you can use either the Stemma QT version of the ANO or the breakout version of the ANO. So it's really easy to kind of switch between those two in the code. Let's check out the next version. This is the battery simulator mode. Kind of has this nice, yeah, it's super cool. And on top of that, you can change the colors of either end of this by pressing the, uh, yeah. The, uh, the directional buttons. So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And then let's see the last mode is Simon Says, the so memory cool. style game. So you have this kind of pre game to start it. You'll want to press and hold on the green, and then it starts the game. It dims it, and then there's the memory. You have to match the pattern using the directional buttons. So that, that. That, 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 <laughs> that, that, oh, I got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, really, really cool. This really extends the, uh, <laughs> the, the memory, the memory mm -hmm. matching 
or the sorry the fidget fidgeting so very fun really good use of uh the neopixels and the rotary encoder so big shout out to squid.jpg um definitely check out uh their uh post on adafruit playground you get a really nice breakdown of uh what he went through to to make it uh do all the things Oh, Excellent use. Uh, we love seeing it when folks like take uh, our projects or any other project in this learn system and just like really make it expand that yeah. much. Yeah, that much better. So fun. Definitely update it, Pedro, for the kids. They're gonna love playing. Oh with yeah, it. I gotta find yeah. it first. <laughs> yeah, you gotta find it. They have it somewhere. <laughs> I keep taking all the stuff. Very cool. So shout uh, out. Something I wanted to say. Oh. Um, Squid says uh, he added a late addition. It is motion blur. Check that Ooh. out. So the rainbow particle mode. There is now motion blur. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, I'll have to... yeah I grabbed it uh, yesterday evening. So if you just updated your GitHub, I'll have to try it out. Very cool. Yes. And uh, definitely, folks, if you want a place to publish um, your projects, documentation, photos, definitely check out Adafruit Playground. Um, it's it's kind of like a, a carbon copy of the Adafruit Learn system, so you uh -huh. have like a nice kind of kind of editor for you know creating cool blog posts, and you know you'll get featured on the blog and all that stuff. So cool yeah, some of the functionality of the learning, like having the uh, project bundle and things like that, and the uh, code embeds. Yeah. I'm just having fun. That's the end of the show. We're just just <laughs> playing with squid.jpx for more. Cool. Oh, he says you might already have the latest build. Yeah, if you got it. Uh, yeah, yesterday. It, it's really really cool how all the different like it's just it's it's slowly pulsing, fading. That's a good way to kind of let the user know that you haven't started the game yet. Yeah, the idleness of it is really cool. So fun. Yeah. Go build one. Kids are gonna have a blast. <laughs> yeah. Super fun. All right. That is gonna do it for the show. Don't forget, if you want to pick up anything from the Adafruit shop, you can use our 10% off discount code clock time. And what else? Tonight. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you got another question? Yeah, somebody's asking if we've done any work with the bracelets that they have at concerts. I think John was gonna maybe poke at the um, the LED bracelets that they got at the Taylor Swift concert. Right. Yeah, I think he 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 had a discussion about it. I'm not sure if he took it apart or he was talking about the I think protocol. He was working or... at it. Yeah. Yeah. So check out JP's uh, workshop on Thursdays mm -hmm. and look back at his playlist and see if there's some info that might interest you there. But tonight we have uh, back to back shows starting off with uh, show and tell starting at 7:30 PM Eastern time hosted by Liz Clark. You can come by uh, on the discord server, get an invite link to the stream yard so you can join in. Love to see your stuff. And then at 8 PM Eastern time, is Ask an Engineer with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Lady Ada. We'll get some open source hardware news, some new products, ion MPI, and more. Tomorrow is JP's product pick of the week. Wait, no, it's not. It's JP's workshop. Where is my, there it is. 
APU's workshop. Uh, it starts at 4 p.m. Eastern or 2 p.m. Pacific, I think. Am I right? Am I wrong? I don't know. <laughs> Check uh, the ADA for Discord with Showtimes. Uh, you can always uh, use the Showtime code to uh, get all the different listings. Fridays is the deep dive with Scott. Scott's back. I need to update this uh, this graphic. But uh, sometimes it's Tim, foamy guy, who comes on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific or 5 p.m. Eastern um, to do a deep dive live stream. Sundays are uh, from the desk of Lady Ada live streams. Mondays are CircuitPython weekly community meetings. Tuesday is JP's product pick of the week. And then we're wrapping back around to Wednesday mornings with our show, 3D Hangouts. It's not Thursday. It's supposed to be a Wednesday. <laughs> Jeez. <clears throat> my old out of date, you know, my graphics are out of date now. All right. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us. This has been an Adafruit production. We'll see you tonight on Show and Tell. But until next week, remember to make. A, a great, great day. day. We need to work on that. We need to synchronize ourselves. Bye, everybody. <laughs>